Hi, welcome to this new podcast series called Emotional Incest. In this series, I want to talk to you about what that looks like, some of the symptoms and the signs, and some of the ways that uh, a recipient who have experienced emotional incest and how to overcome that. So let's dive in. So I find this concept of emotional enmeshment quite interesting. And as a clinician, I see the impacts of uh, this concept enmeshment and how that impacts an individual as, as they go through in life and how they show up in relationships uh, with themselves and with others. And so I really want to talk about the definition of that and some of the, the signs and symptoms of how this impacts an individual's self-esteem and confidence. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the things that you can do to uh, undo this, this role um, that you might have played in your family due to maybe the the, the boundaries that were uh, blurred or crossed. Um, and so uh, I've, I've noticed that a lot of teens that I've worked with, they often uh, teens who have experienced trauma or even adults who have experienced trauma uh, often have have experienced this dynamic of enmeshment. Um, and so first of all, let me want to describe what the enmeshment is. So enmeshment is described as family relationships that lack boundaries such that roles and expectations are confused. Parents are overly and inappropriately reliant on their child for support and children are not allowed to become emotionally independent or separate from their parents. Family members are emotionally fused together in an unhealthy way. And as a therapist, I usually see this concept of enmeshment um, when families are going through very hard times, such as maybe divorce. Um, uh, adults who've experienced enmeshment often um, had childhood trauma where they um, had to uh, take on the role as a parent because maybe their parents were not present. They were not there. And so, uh, you know, um, of adults who have experienced parents who were, you know, maybe alcoholics or had um, issues with substance abuse or their own issues that they didn't deal with um, that had maybe caused them to be absentee parents or um, engaged uh, with their children in ways that... Um, you know, made them feel like they had to take care of themselves or, you know, be the parent um, in that dynamic to, you know, help them feel stable and to um, to to help them manage and to to, to take control of the, the situation that feels very unstable, unsafe. And so uh, 
children often become the parent and and having to feel this pressure of managing the family and managing the emotions and um you know uh being maybe being privied to information that they don't have the developmental capacity to manage and so i often see that when it comes to divorced parents where children are privy to emotional information or you know having to be a help or support or um, um, having to listen to the parents issues um, of what's going on between the other parent and so they there's this there's there's this loyalty and that they you know children often feel when they are put in the middle or triangulated in the middle of what is going on and so parents who don't have the outside support that they need to process what's going on on with them healthy in a healthy manner um they you know can be intentional not intentional not to do harm but um as a way of you know trying to manage what is going on might use their children as as a as a tool for emotional support which is not healthy right and so i often see adults right now who have experienced that often feel responsible for other people's emotions feel like they have to be uh the savior the rescuer of everyone um and this this unhealthy codependent relationship maybe now with their friendships or you know with their partner um because they didn't have the chance to individuate or which means you know to become separate their own or they didn't they were they were placed in positions where they had to play roles that were not appropriate for them um in in a particular developmental stage right so a child becoming the parent having to take manage the other siblings having to grow up making sure you know especially if it was a violent household making sure your other siblings are safe you know especially if you're the older one you had to make sure everybody was safe or you know or having to making sure that your parents are in a good mood if there's a pattern of substance abuse or abuse in the home making sure that you okay okay i make sure that i'm not a bad child or i don't do anything to upset my my this particular parent because i know if if they upset we'll get you know something might happen to us or we might upset this person to drink you know this parent to drink or you know so children go through a lot when and they often play these roles um that uh impacts them uh growing up um particularly when there's an unstable environment um going on um and 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 that's their attempt to um you know bring homeostasis or balance to the to the instability and the chaos that um they experience in their homes and so um um there's some real effects to that right you might grow up feel not feeling um confident in in your own emotions or your own difference of opinion with others right um you probably never learned how to uh communicate it was very hard for you to say no to someone uh, because the, there's a real fear of disapproval or rejection if you say no um because you might have been manipulated in your relationships or your family relationships into uh feeling not feeling the opposite not wanting the opposite um 
uh, um, of anything outside of your parent. You might have been guilted or felt shamed and, and, and feeling the opposite or wanting the opposite of what that parent wants for you. And so uh, you, you might have experienced some real consequence, right, um, for, for wanting something different. Like having a difference of opinion or wanting a dream that is outside of your parents' dream for you. You know, some parents live vicariously through their children, uh, or wanting them to be the doctor or wanting them to be the lawyer, wanting to, to be someone that uh, you didn't want to be. But because there's some loyalty, you don't want your parents to disapprove you or your family member or caregiver to disapprove you. You, you know, live a lie and and uh you know want what they want for you even though you don't want it but you you kind of feel guilty of wanting the opposite of what they want for you and so there's a real there's a real sense of guilt there there's a real sense of shame there and it's it's not healthy uh because as as people progress from adolescence to you know pre-adolescence to adolescence to adulthood there should be a natural progression of individuation or in a sense of independence not only physically because as a teen um there's a natural uh, separation right teens want to hang out with their friends they want to um you know they find try to find their identity and find who they are with their with their pair relationships and so there's less coming to parents there's less you know wanting affection or wanting to be around your parents you know that's a natural progression um uh physically but not only physically a natural progression um is supposed to happen physically but also emotionally right um there should be a natural sense of independence of me wanting something opposite or me having difference of opinion without feeling guilty about it hey that should naturally happen have differences of opinion have differences of 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 goals or dreams without feeling guilty um for having that in a family um outside of your family's desires for you and so i've noticed that um, people who have grown up in enmeshed families often don't have a strong sense of who they are or their identity. They don't know what they want um, or they don't feel confident in expressing what they want because they were real life consequences from expressing what they wanted um, uh, uh, um, outside of what you know the family the family members wanted or the parent has wanted. Uh, you know, you might have been felt alienated from the family or not spoken to or, you know, other extreme cases that, that I've that I've learned of in sessions with my clients. And so um, uh, one of the things that I find to be very helpful is is having a therapist, um, having an objective voice who can help you. Um, in that space to start acknowledging some of the normalized dysfunction in the family and the, the role that you've played in that. Um, and that can be very helpful because what that does is it gives you the space, it creates a space, but it also uh, gives you the courage 
um, to stand up and speak for yourself. Right? It, it helps to kind of reintegrate um, some of your, your, you know, your, the younger portions of yourself to start gaining that independence and gaining a voice and recognizing the importance of your voice and the importance of your needs and, and that, d- deny, that dynamic of the therapy and client relationship is extremely powerful because it, you know, having someone that is validating and supporting you through this as you're undoing some of the, um, as you are processing and undoing some of those patterns, you're having someone there as your support, as your advocate, um, which can help you give you the courage and to mirror what a healthy relationship looks like and supposed to look like. Um, and so, uh, you know, therapy can be extremely helpful, um, in helping you set those boundaries, being assertive and, uh, showing up more confidently, um, uh, with what you want and your desires without feeling guilty or, um, ashamed. And so, uh, I think it's extremely helpful in being able to have that space to process, right? Um, and so that you won't remain trapped in that role forever and trying to manage everyone else's emotions and problems and play that rescue, rescuer role, but that you would show up authentically yourself, boldly yourself, and be okay with being different um, or having a difference of opinions from other people without feeling Um, like you're losing yourself. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I hope this is helpful. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok as at kabodcounseling.com. You can also reach me at kabodcounseling.com if you are wanting to, you know, a consultation or to book an appointment. You can find me there and we can discuss how we can be of, of support to you in your journey of growth and healing. I look forward to connecting with you soon. And have an amazing night. Bye. Hi, my name is Chima. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in Florida and in New York City. I want to encourage you to start your podcast, share your story, Tell your ideas right here on Anchor.